Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Mayor Harry Rilling is a lifelong Norwalk resident. He graduated from Norwalk High School many years ago. He went into the Navy. He came out and continued to live a life of service, joining the police department, where he eventually rose to chief of police. And a little over 10 years ago, decided to run for mayor. He has won five terms. I guess this maybe he won six terms. I guess he's beginning his sixth term now. Mayor Harry Rilling of Norwalk, I venture to say there isn't anything, Mayor Rilling, that you don't know about the city of Norwalk. Welcome back to the show today. Hi. Hi, Lisa. Thank you for having me. And, yeah, I I do know a lot about the city. You really do. So, um I want to get into a couple of things. Uh, The first is, of course, this major overhaul of zoning, which is the first overhaul in the last 30 years. And I know that it went through a process, and you also chimed in on the process, and some changes were made along the way. But if you had to think about what the vision is for Norwalk in the next 15, 20, 30 years, how is the city going to change, Mayor Rilling? What's it going to look like over the next 30 years based upon these zoning changes? Well, the zoning changes um, won't change the face of Norwalk uh, to any significant degree. Uh, As you know, Norwalk is uh, one of the fastest, probably the second or first uh, fastest growing city in the state of Connecticut. Um, We have people that are noticing what's going on. Um, Obviously, we've had a lot of uh, development, many of the apartments being uh, built near our a multimodal transportation hub or our inner uh, urban core down the uh, center of Norwalk or South Norwalk. So, uh, like I said, it's not going to make significant changes. There might be a few changes along the waterfront, but we pulled back uh, some of the things that people were concerned about. And we also pulled back for now uh, and probably for some time in the future on uh, changing a lot of the uh, single-family ho- uh, zones into two-family. I thought that was a little bit too much too soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're taking another look at that. and We're doing an affordable housing study to help guide us. Well, what about height uh, requirements? In other words, in this new zoning iteration, are developers allowed to build higher than they used to be able to build? I think there's one uh, area that they can build an extra story, but no, we're not going to go above uh, 
I think the highest is uh, probably around eight stories. I see. And that's going to be more where the Merit 7 development is, or is that something different altogether? Because I thought those were going up 13 or 14 stories. Yes, in that area, right at the southern tip of uh, Wilton and the northern tip of Norwalk, uh, that one particular area, they're going to be building a little bit higher uh, than uh, the rest of the, where it's allowed the rest of the city. There's so much going. Norwalk is such a big city. It's got so many different little neighborhoods. I was reading Mayor Rilling yesterday about Manresa Island and how somebody who will, who's been serving on the Zoning Commission for a long time, but he's going to be resigning soon, um, has said that he really thinks that this would be an ideal addition to the Stuart McKinney Wildlife Refuge. And you were on record as saying if the town wanted to buy it, it would pay over $70 million. But this developer has come in. NRG is uh, selling to this developer. The terms have been undisclosed to the city, and the purchase price is a little over $4 million. So you're the mayor. What do you make of all of this? Well, obviously, you hit the nail on the head when you said that the uh, details of the deal um, have been withheld uh, between the two parties. And um, I think that because of the significant need for remediation in the area, which uh, number one is uh, dismantling of the power plant that's been decommissioned. Also, the coal ash that's on the property, uh, they're going to have to remediate that before they do anything what's, uh, as far as development. So we've looked at that, uh, and several years ago, the uh, the uh, uh, place was val- – the remediation cost was somewhere in the area of $50, $60 million, depending on the use that they would eventually have. So – what would you like to see? What would be your vision, ideally, for Manresa Island? Do you think that the town should move in and say, look, uh, we want to get some federal funds to clean it up, but ideally and in the end, our goal is to make this a part of a wildlife refuge? What, do you, what does the city want to see happen with this? Yeah, you know, um, I think we need to uh, really reach out to the public and get their take on it because, uh, you know, a lot of the people that live in that area will be affected. Uh, obviously, the uh, the people that bought it, uh, Argent uh, Ventures, uh, they uh, they have certain rights and there are certain uses that would be permissible. And uh, if they move forward with something that's permissible, not needing, um, uh, you know, a special permit, then, um, you know, they, we'd have to consider that seriously. I mean, we certainly don't want to see it overdeveloped. Uh, we don't, certainly don't want to see uh, a huge increase in uh, vehicle traffic going down Woodward Avenue and into the uh, Harbor Shores area. So uh, I think it's going to take some time for us to really get our arms around it. If they do want to uh, make uh, it a residential area, I think we need to make sure that it's not overly developed. Okay. Well, overly developed is different than making the whole thing a wildlife refuge. You know, it was really interesting because – in the article that I read, uh, Mayor Rilling, it said that New Jersey had taken a similar uh, piece of land, and now the the state or the municipality is earning tens of millions of dollars because it's become a tourism site. I mean, there's a lot of ways that maybe we can do two things with one stone. You know what I mean? Take something and create something beautiful, but also revenue producing. People will pay I mean, money to be, go to uh, places. 
They will. That would be in a perfect world and certainly uh, something that should be seriously considered. You know, it is a uh, the location of the property right on our, in our harbor uh, just before we get out into the sound. Uh, it's really uh, an ideal piece of property, and it does have the potential for so many different things. Uh, as you may know, uh, several years ago, the Manresa Island Association and the city of Norwalk pooled money together, and we did a uh, we had brought in um, an expert to look at every potential use for the city, from leaving it completely open to the uh, most dense development that could be there, and you know kind of look at what the potential is. So we met, we have all these things that we can look at and say, well, you know, this is this is where what we'd like to see. And was there rec- a recommendation? based on the study or was it just like pros and cons of each use? No, it was just pretty much uh, taking a look at the property, taking a look at the zoning, taking a look and uh, talking about the remediation and um, saying, here are the uses, here are the potential uses and leaving the, you know, here's, here's the what, leaving it up to the city or to uh, the area determining what we'd like to see there. Well, May Rilling, I hope, you know, on behalf of the birds, I hope that I hope that you'll uh, take a stance and say, you know what, this is what we want to have happen, and how do we make it come together? I know, you know, Governor Lamont is talking about, uh, you know, trying to rescue brownfields. There's some money in the budget, and this is the kind of thing, right? This is an old, disused power plant. Of course, ideally, the owner of the power plant, NRG, which is not a poor entity by any means, they should clean up their mess. Yeah, you know, and I think uh, that's why they wouldn't disclose the details yeah. of mm-hmm. the deal because I think Argent Ventures know uh, they know that there's going to be significant remediation. And I do want to say that most of that property will remain undeveloped. Mm-hmm. Um, the area where uh, the power plant is would be the area that would be developed. But beyond that, over to uh, if you look at the I'm trying to figure out looking at the uh, north side of the property, that would remain undeveloped and it would remain, uh, you know, there's uh, wildlife in there. Uh, we go down there all the time and look, there's so much going on in there. That would remain undeveloped. Yeah. Okay. Well, it sounds like it's still in play, but I'll just, I'll just make a plea for making the whole thing some kind of a beautiful refuge. I'll just, I'll just say that right, you know, right here and now, Mayor Rilling. Um, Mayor right. Rilling, I, I have, I have a comment from a, um, a Norwalk resident who wanted me to ask you about this. And you've probably heard this from different places, but it's a complaint about uh, property owners. And this is, I think, on one of the online, you know, like um, uh, online groups saying their tax yeah. bill went from 25000 to forty or fifty, uh, And, of course, they're freaked out about it. Um, what's happening with tax assessments in Norwalk? Are, are you guys undergoing your five-year reassessment? What's going on? Yes, every five years we have to do a reval. Uh, for example, my property went up 40%. Wow. But, but that doesn't mean that's the value. That's the appraised value. That doesn't mean my taxes are going to go up 40%. People, uh, I think, misunderstand that. They see that, okay, my value went from uh, 600000 to 900000 and went up 50%. Well, that doesn't mean your taxes are going to go up. Your taxes are based on the mill rate, the value of your property or the assessed value of your property uh, uh, multiplied by the mill rate. And the mill rate can be adjusted up or down. We're certainly not going to be taxing people uh, 40 and 50 percent. 
I'm trying to keep the tax base down to two and a half to three percent. Um, and, you know, people need to understand that. I think people are um, really concerned. They, they really need to look at that. So are you saying that you're going to adjust the mill rate downward to recognize the greater uh, assessment of the property of the underlying sort of the denominator? Yes. And, you know, um, you, you know, the budget process, we put together a budget. We know how much we have to uh, uh, bring in to provide the services uh, and to pay the city's expenses and to fund the Board of Education. Uh, so we know we need to bring in X number of dollars. So then we look at the, uh, the grand list and we say, OK, here's the grand list. And in order to get this amount of money, here's the mill rate. So. Uh, yeah, we'll be doing that. And, you know, like I said, if I'd like to keep taxes somewhere between two and a half to three and a half percent increase. Increase overall. So that's the that's Over, sort overall. of the big thing. OK. Right. We're chatting right. with Mayor Harry Rilling, 203-333-9422. If you've got a comment or a question, you can send me a quick email as well. Uh, Mayor Rilling, so um, it's very nice to see you around town. I see you at a lot of different gatherings. And I notice that you always come with your wife, your beautiful wife. You seem very happy in your personal life. Very much so. You know, uh, my wife loves being out and about, meeting people. Um, I can't imagine what my life would be like if she was a person who liked to stay home and didn't want to go out. And We love going to these different events. We love meeting the people out in the community and interacting with people that we've known for quite a period of time. And all the organizations that have events and invite us to come, you know, we very much appreciate that. But she uh, is an amazing uh, woman who likes interacting with people and enjoys being out and about. Yeah, it's fun to see you guys together. You're a you're really a lovely couple to see both of you. And um, I wanted to ask you, Mayor Rilling, because you are the former chief of police. Tell us a little bit about your attitude right now about some of the recent restrictions that have been placed on police when it comes to chasing after property theft. Uh, there have been a lot of controversy recently about cameras in police cars and about whether or not they're really an effective tool. Can you talk to us a little bit about your view currently about whether police uh, have effective tools and whether you're having trouble recruiting new people to become police officers in Norwalk? Well, that's a really good question. You know, um, a lot of police pursuits uh, end up in a uh, in a bad situation. And for chasing somebody for a property crime, you know, if somebody um, – steal something out of one of the local stores and they take off and the police try to pull them over and they take off. Well, you know, um, we've been an accredited police agency since 1995 and each police pursuit is governed or is uh, governed by policy. And it is up to a supervisor and or the police officer, uh, him or herself, or the dispatch center to evaluate what's going on and to call off the pursuit. If it's going to be dangerous, so it's governed by time of day, weather conditions, location. You know, certainly don't pursue people uh, uh, a vehicle in a in a school zone, for instance. So, in that regard, s- pursuing somebody simply for a property crime, I think is uh, it's it's good that that's being that's that's prevented. Um, as far as uh, the other things that you you talk about, it's 
uh, you know, police officers uh, are, have a very difficult and challenging task. Uh, I've known that for 41 years on the on the department. Right. And, you know, I think our department is a, a very professional department. And I think that um, we are, uh, like I said, we're an accredited agency governed by all the policies and procedures of the Commission on Accreditation for Law Enforcement. And um, as far as uh, having difficulty uh, recruiting police officers, uh, Norwalk is fortunate in one degree because we have people from other departments that want to come here and work in Norwalk. We're a full-service police department with a lot of opportunities for promotion, a lot of opportunities for assignment to different uh, uh, departments within the department, like the Marine Division, the Motorcycle Unit, uh, Community Services, or Special Victims Unit. A lot of opportunities for growth and development in our department. So I don't, at this point, see us having trouble recruiting. Uh, so uh, I think we're very fortunate like that. You are. And it's interesting that you agree with that policy. I have a very dear friend who watched her car being stolen from her driveway at 1 a.m. in the morning a few months ago. And she was, you know, so frustrated and unhappy when the police said it wasn't Norwalk, it was a different town, said Mm -hmm. that, you know, they couldn't really do anything. They could find the car at some point and, you know, try and retrieve the car, which eventually I think the car was found. Of course, it wasn't in any decent shape, but it was found. Um, And in fact, somebody had, and this I know the police could have stopped if they had known about it. They found out eventually that the car was used, you know, in another crime. So that was a terrible Mm thing. Um, But there is a sense among general people that, and I'm just speaking about citizens in general, that maybe maybe we shouldn't have these hard and fast rules and we should allow police to use their discretion to some point. Well, and, and, you know, that, that is certainly something uh, that is uh, 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 laudable. I I agree with that, but there are so many times when a police pursuit now, obviously if there is a felony and somebody's life is in danger, obviously the officers can pursue Right. But if it's a minor uh, uh, crime, say a misdemeanor larceny mm-hmm. uh, or even a lower uh, felony larceny, uh, there's so many times in police officers and uh, others, uh, uh, crime uh, law enforcement experts are aware of times when a pursuit has ended in a bad situation. Yeah. Somebody innocent being hit by a car that's being chased or by the officer's car uh, itself. And the uh, people have been killed during police pursuits. And so that's the reason behind it. And especially in a city like Norwalk, where we're very dense and we have um, uh, our individual neighborhoods that you mentioned, you certainly don't want to pursue somebody at 70, 80 miles an hour through a neighborhood or through our downtown area. It's just a recipe for disaster if it's, uh, and, and it can happen. So obviously just to pull back and say, and as you pointed out, cars are usually found. Uh, if they're in not in good shape, uh, something's you know needs to be repaired. The insurance companies will pay for it, but uh, most of the time, the car that's being stolen is located uh, in another area, maybe used for another crime, but still, nobody got injured. The police police officers have been killed during pursuits, and you know that's uh, as I say, you want to make sure that you protect the officers. You want to make sure you protect the public. So I do not disagree with the fact that they cannot pursue for a uh, just a property crime. Okay. 
and I appreciate that because that that information that opinion comes from a lifelong experience from so many different vantage points, but particularly as a police officer yourself, that I think it's really important that we hear that from somebody like you, Mayor Rilling. I do. Yes, and I've, I've, been, I've had my share of pursuit situations as I was going through uh, my patrol division uh, rank. And, um, you know, at times you just back off and you say it's too dangerous. Too dangerous, yeah. May Rilling, thank you so much for coming on our show. It's such a pleasure to talk to you. It's great to see you in the community. My best to your wife, Lucia. And uh, a happy new year. You have any fun vacation plans? Anything coming up? You're going away to get some warm weather to the Caribbean? What are you doing for Christmas? Well, uh, in between Christmas and New Year's, we're taking a little trip uh, uh, to an area that's uh, going to be cold. And, ah, uh, okay. And it's going to be very quiet, and it's just going to be a time for us to be there. We're going to be there for about four days and just relax and enjoy each other's company and uh, read a book, watch an old movie, you know, do those kinds of things. That's good. Well, have a wonderful holiday. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. Happy New Year. Thank you for serving. Congratulations on your recent re-election win. And thanks for coming on the show, Mayor Rilling. Well, thank you, Lisa. It's always a pleasure to speak with you, and I look forward to seeing you out in the community and wishing you a very happy holiday season and a very healthy, happy, and prosperous 2024. Absolutely. Mayor Harry Rilling on the Lisa Wexler Show. We'll be right back. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com.